Listener Production. Take it away, my dulcet toned adorners. Hello, Jisners. Welcome back for another episode of Just the Gist, a weekly-ish podcast in which Rosie Waterland and I, Jacob Stanley, give you just the gist of what you need to know about a story we think you'll find interesting enough to discuss at a dinner party. Boom, 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 etc. Here's Just the Gist of 2022. Okay, guys, so we're going to give you just the gist of some stuff in 2022 and then we're going to give you uh, just the gist of our picks of Mm. recos and things from... The year or what we've been watching, listening to, absorbing, whatever this yeah. year. Think of it as a list of summer reading, watching, listening yeah. options. Fun little um, end of year prezzy for you. Mm. Uh, just a little bonus ep. There's a lot of things that while I was away, um, as Jacob would so eloquently say, um, what would you say? Taking, Taking care, care of, your of her health. health. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like I was saying, um, while I was away, taking care of my health, there were a lot of things that people would message me and go, oh, my God, I wish you were on the podcast right now so we could hear you and Jacob talking about it. Mm. So I kind of just tried to – I'm not going to give you an exhaustive list of 2022, Mm. um, but I just picked out a few of the things that um, people really wanted us to talk about. Notable mentions, yes. First, oh, my God, Elizabeth Holmes. Elizabeth Holmes. Got sentenced Mm. to, like, 11 years. Yeah. But. She hasn't gone in yet, mm-hmm. so I think she's pushing out babies to try and get out of prison, right? Mm-hmm. So she had her baby like a two years ago, and then when she turned up to her sentencing, she was pregnant again. Oh, and so the judge sentenced her, like what was it, a couple of months ago now, mm-hmm. and put off like the... Uh, Whatever, like her having to go to prison or mm. like time for them to appeal or whatever until April. Mm. So I think in that time she can have the baby mm. and then appeals might fail. I don't know. But in April is when, if she's going to prison, she's going to prison in yeah. April. Yeah. So I could not believe she got 11 years. I thought she was going to get like, you know, a big fine and maybe a five-year prison sentence with mm. f- four years suspended mm. and so she'd spend a year in prison but then because of overcrowding she'd be out in like a month. Like mm-hmm. I literally thought that's what was going to happen. I was shocked at 11 years, shocked. Yeah, Lindsay and I briefly mm. touched on it um, mm. back when it happened. We, I'd say more pleasantly surprised than shocked. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. I felt that it was apt. I felt that it was just. Mm, yeah. um, no, me too. I did, however, then stop and think about the fact that the guy who created WeWork, Adam, what's his name? Um, Adam Shulman. Mm. Is that his last name? Shul- no, isn't it Shulman? Who am I thinking of? Doesn't matter. Um, I mean, he committed terrible, terrible fraud and then he is still out there mm, rounding okay. up investors for new ventures. His new thing. Yeah. Um, um, so that sort of seems unfair and is there a gender dynamic at play there? Yeah. What it really comes down to is she knew her product didn't work and she lied. She he did. genuinely believed that his business model mm. was going to work. Yeah. Oh, and well, that's kind of no, shaky. I also don't think he actually did though. Like he... He knew it was dodgy. Mm. Like he knew he knew that they weren't making the money they said oh, they, they were fudging the numbers. Yeah, I've I've wanted to do an episode on WeWork for so long. Like I think I listened to an audio book about it when I was still living in Adelaide. Mm. But it's just 
in terms of doing it as a just the gist, it's hard because it's just so much to do with like property law and renting. And mm. I was like, oh, this is like too hard to do. But, um, he, you know, he did things like buy buildings out of WeWork's profit mm. and then rent those buildings to WeWork mm. To you, like he was doing all this dodgy mm. stuff. He knew it was dodge. Yeah, yeah. But that was something that was interesting to me, like the day Elizabeth Holmes got um, sentenced to 11 years, there were a lot of people who were like, this only happened because she's a woman. Mm. And it's like, well, possibly, yes. Um, yeah, there would be a lot of gender dynamics behind why she is the one who has to take the fall when so many others haven't. But she still did the wrong thing. Mm. Like, I, it's still, she shouldn't, like, not get sentenced, not get in trouble because the others don't get in trouble. Yeah. They should all get in trouble. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you That's know, exactly like, right. it's such yep. an odd, I don't, it was such an odd thing that people seemed to be, like, really upset about that day. I mm. was like, but she does deserve it. Yeah. It's like, it's that weird thing where sometimes feminism goes really far with, like, women should support women. And it's like, well, not if they're being dicks. Like, hold up a sec. (laughs) Just pull back. To balance the scales, let's not be, you know, more lenient on her, but come down harsher on the fellas. Yes, right? Mm. So, um, yeah, but I'll just be interested to see, like, they're still going to try and appeal. Like, she's literally married a billionaire. They've got endless resources Mm. to push it and push it and push it further and further back. But, I mean, the thing that... I found really chilling and a few journalists commented on this was um she clear like she had babies she mm-hmm. she had the, her first baby and then her second baby I think she got married or she's engaged to this guy um so you know sure she's in her 30s and she's mm-hmm. in a long-term relationship she'd be having babies but it just the timing of it was you know yeah. like they knew it would be I'm saying maybe she wanted to have children and the lawyers were like, well, that wouldn't hurt. Mm. So whatever, that's yeah. fine. But what really is chilling to me about it is having, especially this second one, mm. knowing that you were about to give birth to a baby and you might, and doing it with that timing to help you, but knowing that, that you might be about to go to prison yeah. and leaving those kids without mm. a mother. Like if you weren't selfish and, like, a psycho, you'd wait until you were sent it. Like, you'd wait until after you know whether you're going to go to prison for a decade and then have kids. You know what I mean? It just all felt a bit weird and opportunistic and and callous and gross. Mm. I felt exactly the same way until I remembered that Lindy Chamberlain did the same thing because she could see that she was likely going to go mm, to prison. Sure. She hadn't been sentenced yet and she knew that this was her only opportunity to have another baby. Have she another may baby. never get to do it again for the rest of her life because who knows how um, long the sentence might end up being. But then you're leaving that baby without a parent. I know, like, I know. And you must be a really intense desire to choose to yeah. do that. Um, but I, do, I, yeah, I can see, yeah, that's an interesting point bringing up Lindy Chamberlain, but at the same time... Elizabeth Holmes is, like, different to Lindy Chamberlain. Mm. First of all, she's guilty. Second of all, she seems kind of like a psycho and I wouldn't put it past her for all of this to have been quite calculated. Yes. But, you know, if you're facing prison and my lawyer said to me, if you're going to have a baby, do it now Mm. because it might help, I'd be like, okay, Mm. you'd do anything, wouldn't you, really? Yep, yep. Interesting. So we'll see how much she actually gets. But I think 
from what I've read, she's absolutely going to prison. Yeah. It just depends for how long. Oh, no question. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And, and then the other guy's going to get sentenced, um, Sonny Balwani. That was my next question. I haven't been paying attention. Mm, so I, I think he yeah. was sentenced, wasn't he? Did he? Was he? I don't know. I don't know if I've seen. I feel like maybe this happened last week. Like really recently? Yeah, maybe six days ago there's an article in The Guardian, ex-Theranos executive Sonny Balwani sentenced to nearly 13 years in prison. Oh, yeah, so 13 Mm. years he got. So, I mean, they're both going to serve prison time. Mm. For sure, yeah. It just depends how much, I guess. I... (laughs) I can't wait to see if they appeal or not because from what I understand, it's a massive risk for them that they may end up with longer sentences. With more, yeah. yeah. I think she will. I mean, she's she's got a billion dollars, like billion dollars behind her. Mm. I think those lawyers will be like, we can try a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. Like. She's also proven that when she's desperate, she makes some bad choices. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So I reckon so. she will appeal. I reckon he will appeal. I don't think this is the end of it. Who would accept a prison? Like once you've been sentenced to prison... You appeal. What else are you going to do? Appeal. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you either roll the dice or you and have a chance or don't roll the dice and have no chance. You'd roll the dice, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's it. I guess. Um, oh, my God. Okay. I, I, I promise you I'm going to do a just the gist on this person. Oh, Elon can Musk. you make it your first of 2023? Yeah, sure. Please. Okay, I'll make it my first of 2023. I will do... <sighs> Just the gist on my least favorite person in the world, <laughs> Elon Musk. Have I not been calling this for like three years? You. I've had a chip on my shoulder about this man. I uh, called it. I yes. called it. Elon Musk is the worst. Mm-hmm. And remember we talked about, oh, mm-hmm. he tweeted a joke and people didn't get it, so then he bought a controlling stake in mm-hmm. Twitter so he could like, but then he was like, nah, I'm buying Twitter. Mm-hmm. But then he tried to get out of it mm-hmm. because he was like, oh, shit, I like tweeted impulsively that I would buy Twitter for $44 billion and now I don't want it. Mm-hmm. So then there was like a month of like, legal wrangling where Twitter were like, you made us an offer, you have to go through with it. So then he kind of got stuck with it and he didn't want it and he's acting like a crazy person. He's just done the the funniest thing was he was like, yes, I own Twitter now. Comedy is officially back on Twitter. And then people started making fun of him and he would cancel their accounts. (laughs) And then he was like, then he was like, every time you tweet like something about someone else, you have to write that it's clearly parody and it's like, oh, I don't know, bro. I think, you, I think this is all about you just wanting to be a cool kid and you don't like it when you feel like a loser. Yeah. Speaking of, he got up on stage at Dave Chappelle's Dave Chappelle. stand-up show like last night or the night yeah. before and got booed yes. and walked out on stage with his arms in the air thinking he was going to get like a standing ovation, yeah. a wave of adoration, mm. and they just booed and booed and for like 10 minutes. Yeah. Have you seen this, Lindsay? I haven't seen it. It oh, is it's hard to watch. Oh. It's hard. No, it's, it's <laughs> gorgeous to watch. It's beautiful to watch. It's a work of art. And then, like, I don't think Dave Chappelle expected it either. Like, because no. I think Dave Chappelle, in his years getting on, is also mm. just getting on this weird, um, all I care about is cancelling out wokeism thing, that train that they're on. And um, so he comes out, everyone boos, and then, like, the booing would sort of quiet down. And I think Dave, because it was the end end of his show, like Mm. he'd done the show and then he brought him out after. So I think he wanted to interview him. And every time he would hand the microphone to Elon to say something, the boos would just... Mm 
get louder and louder <laughs> and louder. And it got to the point where Elon actually, he looked, he looks kind of like stunned mm. in it. Like he's like, uh, like that is kind of like the ultimate nightmare of realizing yeah. you're naked on stage at yeah. the talent show or something. Like he, he did not expect that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't know what to do to handle the yeah. crowd. And so Elon literally says the words, what do you want me to do, Dave? Yeah. And he's standing there wearing a T-shirt that says, I love Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> and Dave's like, I think maybe some of the people you fired are in the audience, oh, buddy. yeah. And then at one point he just grabs the microphone and goes, I'm a rich bitch. <gasps> oh, no. Thinking, oh, oh, I was Thinking that all these bro oh. boys will be like, yeah. And the whole crowd just boos even louder. Oh. And they, he sort of just has to like walk off in the air. It's oh, mwah, 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 perfection. Google it. The oh. video is just perfection, perfection. So you've stayed off Twitter all year. At the beginning of the year, you announced you were. Oh no, I'm still off. I'm off Twitter. Still off. Good, Lindsay. On TikTok, man. TikTok. Lindsay's been a Twitter.com diehard. Yeah. And I check in with her every now and then. Oh. It was my favorite social media for You've a really get long off time, it. but now it's just. So such a bad user experience. Like it used to be so great because you could log yeah. on and immediately get updates on like all the news, see some funny stuff, feel like you're playing along with some jokes and now my mm. feed is just like recommended tweets from people that I don't even follow about topics that I don't care about. Mm. So there's just nothing for me on the platform anymore so I barely even look at it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he went in there and just fired everyone mm. and then, you know, at one point like – ex-employees or employees who were still in the building were, like, giving out information and they were like, he just sent around an email to the whole building saying, anyone who knows how to code, come up to my office. (laughs) He's fine. He fired everyone. He doesn't even have anyone who knows how to run the site, like, just logistically. And, you know, he... I, I don't know what's – I think it's all just going to collapse in a heap. But I really think he did mm. it because he just wanted to be like a cool kid mm. and everyone's like, you're lame, dude. You're yeah. lame. Yeah. And they just used it all to make fun of him, which he couldn't handle and just kept banning everyone's account. Donald Trump's allowed back, but if you make a joke about Elon Musk being lame, you get mm. banned immediately. And didn't even Trump say thanks but no thanks? Yeah, he like, didn't come back, <laughs> yeah. I might didn't be welcome, but rather not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 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 burned by Trump. Yes. Okay. We will do. We will. I will do adjust the gist on Elon Musk. Please. I'll make it my first one back. I've been. Yeah. I've been uh, listening to an audiobook, and he's not even a ge- like. He's not a genius. No. He didn't invent anything. Okay. Mm. Th- there's a lot. There's a lot about him. Like he just bought companies and made them as part of the deal buying the companies made them change the contract or whatever to say that he was a founder when he wasn't. He just had a lot of money. He just had a lot of money. He has not invented anything. People are like, oh, but he invented PayPal. No, he didn't. He just bought it. He bought it. And then they're like, he invented Tesla. No, that company existed. And he was just like, I'll give you some money, but you have to say I invented it. Mm. And they're like, oh, whatever, man. We want your money. He He's an, um, okay. Yep. Okay, I can't wait for this We're gonna do it. episode. Great. We're going to do it. All right, Um. next a lot of people ask me about Kayla's petunias. <laughs> no, we never found the culprit. We never found the culprit. And now we're moving to Sydney, so I don't know if we'll ever know. Mm. But um, a lot of people send me videos of, like, there was this viral video going around of a bird um, knocking flowers off a balcony and they were like, maybe it was, like, you know, a, a bad bird, mm. like a bird with an attitude. A rogue magpie. Uh, 
I still maintain it was as a drunk person walking home from the pub we live across the road from, but um, yeah, no word on the petunias. Heartbroken. Did anyone steal the plinth? I was going to ask. That you were hoping to have pilfered? Yeah, no, and thanks a lot, listeners. <laughs> I put the call out. <laughs> Come and steal this ugly plinth from our front yard, and no one did. The petunias are gone. The plinth is still there. Okay, you've all still got two weeks. You've got two weeks. Oh, well, when do we move? Otherwise three weeks. It's two or three weeks. To Sydney. Yeah. So. <laughs> two plinth. weeks. The Someone please step up right to the occasion. Please get rid Hill of the plinth. plinth. Oh my God, it's so ugly. Um, oh, like we mentioned in the last episode, um, the man with the penis on his arm finally got the penis off his arm <gasps> and put onto his penis <sighs> area. God bless him. Do we know how he's going? I haven't heard an update since May. Actually, I haven't heard an update since he did that um, mm. documentary called The Man with a Penis on His Arm. You really should Google it. I, I'm pretty sure you can find it mm. now on YouTube and stuff. And it is graphic as. Oh. Like, you, it, there. No whole Everything barred. that we dreamt mm. and described, like, it, and then it, looks, it looks like what you imagined in your head a mm. penis hanging off an arm. It looks mm. like that. So. I don't know how he's doing. I mean, the documentary made it pretty clear that I think the reason it had been on his arm so long wasn't just because yeah. of waiting periods. He has substance abuse yeah. issues that he was struggling with and they weren't going to do it until he got that under control. And, um, yeah, so I'm not sure how he's doing now. Mm. And, you know, also I st- what they didn't answer in the documentary is something I want to know. Is like because when you saw it on his arm, you were like, "Whoa, that is just right there." Mm. Would you get, you know, could you have some fun with that while it was on your arm? <laughs> he was really rough with it, so I they, don't yeah. think it had a lot of nerve endings in it. Yeah, yeah okay. I don't think it was getting a lot of sensation. Like when you Hope- watch him, like wash it, yeah. and strap it down. Like, yeah, he's not delicate. <laughs> not really. No. So He's not, and then he just gets dressed and he wears like a long sleeve shirt and there's just this big bump like where mm, his mm, willy is hanging yeah. on his arm. So unless they like upgraded it, I think it is just going to be purely functional and we're talking basic functions here. But would yeah. nerve endings grow and connect once you put it back Right into us if you're a neurologist. Yeah, let us know if you're yeah. a neurologist. We would love to know that mm. if he would, if A, he could have had fun with it when it was on his arm mm. and B, can he have fun with it now that it's in the right place? Mm. Would love to know mm. if you're an expert. Um, okay, Kim and Kim and Pete oh. broke up. <laughs> and uh, Oh, heartbreaking. I, Who could have seen that coming? But also, like we talked about in our live show, mm. he physically branded himself. Mm. Like not just tattoos like with Ariana, but yep. burnt a brand into himself. Mm-hmm. So, like, what's he going to do about that? Can't laser that off. Yeah. I mean, a lot of his choices are cautionary tales, um, but I think that's he, the number one cautionary tale. People are so, like, there's been this whole thing now because he's already moved on to Emrata, who is, like, literally one of the most beautiful women in the whole world. Mm. And then they look back at all the women he's dated, just all these amazing, like, you know, models and and just all beautiful and a lot of them like very smart and talented and and people are like, oh, he's got BDE, big dick energy. Mm. And he's just like this awesome, like women like him because he's awesome and funny and whatever. 
But it's like, mm, but also it's not super healthy to go that hard, that fast into relationships and then that fast mm. fall out of them. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that's healthy behaviour. No, which is why he's just a, a good rebound boyfriend to sure. help, you know, bring yeah. back some spark, some joy to your life. You have a bit of fun. You don't take things too seriously. He's a bit of a clown, bit of a goofball, but maybe a good lay. Here's what I mean, though. Like, I don't know if he would be a good rebound boyfriend because it seems to me like he gets obsessive very quickly. Like every time he's dating someone, it's like within a month, branding, tattoos, mm. engagements. Like I think he goes in way too hard, way too intense, way too fast, and then his attention wanes like after, what was it with Kim, like mm. nine months. Mm. Apparently he dumped her. Like, Oh, really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and so like I just – and she was posting like sad emojis when he started getting pictured with Emrata a couple of weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah, so she was the dumpee. Oh. And so I think he just goes in re- – like people who go in that intense that quickly, it's never healthy. What do they call it? Love bombing. Yeah. I think he love bombs girls and then he scoots. Right. I just assumed she sort of went, oh, okay, I feel good. I've come to my senses now. Done with no. you. Dumpy. Off you go with your brand. She no. was the dumpy. Very interesting, no? I felt positive sentiments towards him until now. Mm, now I yeah, I just, I'm, I'm not saying I don't. I'm like, I just don't agree with all this discourse that's like, oh, my God, he's the perfect guy. And it's like, mm, I don't know, though. Um, <laughs> Anyone who has that many partners in, the, like, it's, there's got to be something emotionally, like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Just a bit, whatever. Okay, um, next on the list. Hmm. Oh, the Cocaine Bear trailer. Oh, oh, it's fabulous. It's amazing. It's a work of art. I cannot wait to see this movie. I've wanted and then <gasps> ten times more. Oh, Lindsay amazing. and I spoke about it when only the poster had come out and we were buzzing. And Even having Scott Sice in it, that guy from TikTok who's so funny as like the one of the policemen at the start. It's like, mwah, mwah, mwah. I can't wait. Didn't know who he was. I was just so pumped to see Kerry Russell. Yes, Kerry Russell. Felicity. Oh, for, Lindsay doesn't Felicity. know who that is, but oh, like. I, before your time, darling. We were very, very, very excited yeah. to know she's a part of this. There was a time when Kerry Russell had a haircut and the planet stopped turning for 24 <laughs> hours. Mm. Like it was the most shocking thing to happen mm. in the news for a month. Mm. So she was a big deal mm. back in the day. As in she had very long, luscious, curly hair and everyone mm. knew Felicity because of that and then she got a Really yeah, that's short, what a haircut like is. That's yours. what I said, a haircut. <laughs> no, but Lindsay doesn't have an image of like how dramatic yeah. mm. it was. It was dramatic. It was dramatic. Yeah. When Jacob sent me the trailer a couple of weeks ago when it came out, I was like, oh, I think the distributor of that film, I've heard sponsoring ads on another podcast within the network. So I sent an email to sales being like, hey, just heads up that like, the guys have talked about this on the podcast Obsessed. a few times before. Like, I think that this could be like align really well with um, the audiences. And then they wrote back and thought that it was an excellent idea <gasps> and wondered if you guys would be open to doing a branded episode. <gasps> yeah. And I was like, 
because you know what? My dream I'm is to do a public screening. <laughs> like you guys can all come and yes. we watch it in a theater. Like sell it. Like lucky listeners <sighs> get to come. Like I okay. We are like coming up with ideas okay. on the fly here. Let's brainstorm offline. Oh. This is exciting. So, so I said, you know what? I think I think we can twist our arms. Mm. To do oh a God. branded Let's episode supporting. No, no, I can't I can't play hardball on this. I'm like, give me the dregs, give me anything, I'll do it. <laughs> so let's oh manifest that for twenty twenty three. That would be amazing. Thank you, Lindsay. You never oh my god, a live sc- a live screening of that would be so fun. Mm-hmm. So fun. Okay. Oh, now I I feel like I need to let Sit down. <laughs> I'm so excited. I, like, I am sitting and I feel like I need to sit. All right, so moving on to oh. 2022 faves, wrap-ups, recos. Yes. Okay, so Ooh. I've got a list here of some of mine and uh-huh. you tell me yours. Okay. Fave TV shows of the year. Ooh. Mine, White Lotus, obvi. <laughs> so Lindsay, we've been talking about it again and again and again, only watches mm-hmm. ABC TV or the YouTube um, Lindsay, Lindsay. We're going to have to do something to get her onto the binge <laughs> so that she can enjoy, you, indulge. You've got to watch White Lotus. To the White I Lotus. have watched two series this year. Both of them was when I have COVID. Mm. Mm-hmm. The first was, uh, and just like that, you guys uh-huh. spent the first couple of episodes That's of the year talking about that. And then I watched it in July. Uh-huh. And the other one was Heartstopper. Oh, oh is that I love Heartstopper. It was really nice. It is yeah. really nice. And then yeah. I started watching Shantaram because that is my favourite book. And I watched the first mm. two episodes and I liked them, mm. but I haven't been inclined to stick around and watch the remaining ones. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lindsay. So Gen Z. You're Gen Z, aren't you? <laughs> um, Are you on the cusp? I think maybe I'm on the cusp. I'm 29, so whatever that makes me. Yeah, I think that's the cusp. Surely. She does have some very boomer behaviours. Not so watching I think Lindsay's TV just on a, a bit TV. of a mixed bag, really. <laughs> Lindsay's an enigma. Yeah. She's That's pick why and mix. we love her. Yeah. Um, I will say of White Lotus that served my mum right for using my Netflix. She logged in because she'd heard so much about it to watch it. And because the last episode I watched was the last one, she watched the last <gasps> episode first. <laughs> and was like, what is happening? Why is that person dead? What? And then I, I was like, oh, you wrecked it. Because the fun of watching all six in a row is like trying to figure out who the dead body is. Yeah. So oh, it is. It's heaven. chaos. It's chaos. It's heaven. It's amazing. Um, and then my other TV show, last one, uh, The Dropout. Oh, yes. It was everything we hoped and more. Oh, more, 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 more beyond more, my more, expectations. More, 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 more. Yes. Amanda Seyfried, like she finally, she's always been brilliant, but I feel like this was finally like people realizing she's amazing actress. Mm, true. Yeah. Like this she won the Emmy. It was, God, it was good. Yeah. Phenomenal. It was so good. And especially when like there's been like that series about Anna Delvey was like such a letdown mm. and there's been other series that haven't been great but then the two that were great were The Dropout and The We Work. We Crashed, yeah. We Crashed yes. about the We Work scandal scam. Mm. Um, they were both so good. And you know what um, I read last week that Jennifer Lawrence, who was meant to play, um, uh, what's her Holmes. name? Elizabeth Holmes in a movie has said, I watched The Dropout and was like, I'm not 
I'm not playing oh, you her can't in the movie. You can't compare like, with that. I'm not yeah. getting compared to Amanda. In, like that was incredible. Yeah. And so now the movie's kiboshed because Amanda was just too good. It was yeah. like no one else can do that. Yeah. And I mean, she was great in all the scenes where she was interacting with Sunny and all the other different characters. But where she really shone was when it was just her on her own yes. in her car or dancing like a maniac or um, you know trying to tidy herself up. When she was in her office, that's when you got to see the real cracks yes. in her um, right? and how incredibly fragile she really was. Yeah, uh, the entire time she was trying to hold that scam together, she was just amazing. And that is so. So true that you mentioned how fragile she was because mm. I think they did a really good job of not letting her get away with it, not mm. being like, oh, no, she was just this person who got swept up in a thing and and it just all kind of ha- – it was like, no, she – like they really made it clear that she made some incredibly messed up, unethical, illegal, mm. immoral choices, but also that, yes, she was quite young and fragile and like – how like overwhelming a situation it was all mm. round, but you didn't feel sympathy. No. You just felt like I have more okay. of an understanding, yeah. but she's still messed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It was it was so well done. They let us see behind the facade. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Also I had a really big belly laugh when I looked in the Google doc um that we put together for this episode. Yeah. You'd written the dropout and then in brackets Amanda Bynes. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of that. Did you imagine? <laughs> I went back and changed it and I was like, I hope no one noticed that. <laughs> I, I, I would pay so much money to watch an Amanda Bynes A million dollars. A million dollars. Oh, I thought no one noticed that. <laughs> Nothing gets by me, sweet pig. <clears throat> oh, dear. Um, Yours. Um, I think Fisk on the ABC is absolutely brilliant. Every episode has fantastic guest stars, but then the, you know, just the cast Mm. and Kitty Flanagan and Aaron She's just all of them. She's the MVP, Kitty Flanagan. Isn't she? Yeah. Such a good writer. And just that show is just, every episode is just perfect comedy. Mm. Like I'm like, how could you write a better, what is it, like 22 minutes or whatever each episode is like, Perfect. Snappy, simple, and like always Hilarious, funny. Like always funny. You never go longer than like 45 seconds without a good laugh. It's yeah. brilliant. Um, if you're listening to this from overseas, find a way to watch this fantastic Fisk. Australian comedy, F-I-S-K. F-I-S-K. Yeah. Kitty Flanagan's like a big female comedian here. Like, is she popular overseas? Probably in the UK. She I don't know about. To be. Yeah, yeah, I don't know about the US, but she and she's also like a good actor. I mean, given she's playing herself, really, mm. um, but that's still not easy to do. Not no. everyone can do that. Like, no. she's actually really quite good at it. It's, yeah. And Aaron Chan is. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. It's amazing. Um, so that this got five one, stars. This one you put here. Mm. What is Peacemaker? Okay. <laughs> You would I thought hate I this. knew everything about television. I'm going to hate this. Hate okay, yes. here we go. Uh, so it's on binge, and it is set in the DC Comics universe, oh. and it's a spin-off <laughs> of the Suicide Squad movies. But it's a, it's another satire on su- uh, superhero shows, similar to The Boys. Is this the one with John Cena? Yes, I have heard. He's of this one. hilarious. I've yeah. never seen him in anything before, apart from um, Trainwreck with Amy Schumer. Yeah. Um, so I had no idea that he had such 
such amazing mm. comedy chops. And you need to watch this, even if it's just for the opening credits, which has the most fantastic choreographed dance to like an 80s hair rock song by a Swedish band called Wigwam. And even if you just watch that two-minute opening credit sequence, you will fall in love. Okay. I promise. Yeah. Look, I'm not I'm not one of those people who's snobby about Marvel superhero stuff mm. in general. Like I'm I'm just not interested in it. But yeah. I'm also not one of those people who's like movie star, I mean movie star, like superhero stuff is ruining art and mm. that's all they make anymore. I'm like, I don't care. If you yeah. like it, watch it, whatever. But I've never really been into it myself. Mm. And you were trying to get me to watch The Boys for yeah. so long and I was like, no. Mm. <laughs> but I have watched a couple of episodes <gasps> and it is really good. That makes my heart smile. It oh, is really good. It's so good. Yes, it does and such a great job of satirising. It is interesting that you bring stuff. up Peacemaker because I did actually read about it the other day in a list of best shows of the year. Yeah. So you are in good company on this. Yep. Oh, and so next, um, I'm turning into a little bit like Lindsay, but I got really into TikTok. And I know this isn't technically a TV show, but I'm obsessed with this guy on TikTok called Caleb Hammer. Mm. And when I was in hospital, he just came up on my feed and he's this guy who's really smart with money and he just sits across from people and they have given him, like generally young people, like I'd say between 18 and 30, and they have given him access to all of their bank accounts, all of their credit card statements, all of their expenses, everything. And mm-hmm. he goes through it all and then he sits across from them and he's like, tell me why you're such an idiot. Like, mm-hmm. and, and like you've got all these 20-year-olds who are like, I don't really want to work. Like, I don't know, I'm trying to be an influencer. And he's like, yeah, but your rent costs this much and you drove Uber for a day and made this much, but then you spent $300 on a pair of jeans. And they're like, yeah, but I feel like I'll make the money. And he's like, no, you won't. You will not. You need a budget. You need this. And it's like so he's really good at the finance stuff, Mm. but it's just so fascinating watching him get exasperated. And he's young himself. I'd say he's about 30-something. It's so funny watching him get exasperated with these Gen Z, like, idiots Mm. who just don't know how to manage their money and he's trying to explain it to them piece by piece. And I'll be honest, a lot of the mistakes they've made, I've made. I'm not, like, I'm not holier than thou. Like, Mm. but it is, like, there is something satisfying about watching this content where these kids are so entitled and Mm -hmm. clueless and think, oh, it doesn't matter because one day I'll be famous and then I'll be rich. So... I don't need I don't need to worry. And he's just looking at them like, but you need but you need a job now. And they're like, no, no, no. Like there's one guy who's like, no, but that's beneath me. Mm. Like working at a job like that's beneath me. And so Caleb, um, his name's Caleb Hammer, and he puts these clips on TikTok, but then you can go to his YouTube and watch the whole interview. Mm. So he puts like a two-minute clip on TikTok. And it, the content is so compelling that I did go and watch several, like, half an hour long interviews between him and these, like, young people because you want to punch them in the face. <laughs> like, it's so, it's such good content. It's so funny and frustrating and compelling and interesting. Caleb Hammer on TikTok and YouTube okay. just going off at Gen Z idiots. Pick one episode as a gateway drug and we'll put it in the, um, I will. the show I know notes. the I know the exact one. It's mm-hmm. the kid who says he working is beneath him and he's going to be a content creator mm-hmm. and Caleb says to him, who's watching your content? And he's like, no one. 
It's so good. It's amazing. No, Lindsay, no, you don't feel sorry for him. Trust me, you don't feel sorry for him. Okay, fave podcasts. Ooh. Of 2022, Mm -hmm. um, I've just got a few episodes and then some actual whole shows. Um, The Andes episode of You're Wrong About, where they talk about the plane that crashed and the guys that had to eat eat each other to survive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of the best podcast episodes I've ever heard. And it's a story that you and I could easily do on just the gist, but now that I've heard that one, I'm like, we can't can't top that. (laughs) It was so good. It was nuts. So everyone go and listen to that episode because you're wrong about it's been a bit hit or miss since Michael Hobbs left. Yeah. But that was a good one. Absolutely, yeah. Um, also, Twin Flames, was that this year? Yeah, it was. It was while we it were on was. tour. Yeah. And we did talk about it um, on the show. So Twin mm. Flames is a podcast you've got to go listen to. Um, there's a great episode of Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend with a guy called James Burrows mm. who um, is basically considered like the greatest sitcom, television sitcom director of all time. He Mm. started with like Laverne and Shirley Mm. and the Mary Tyler Moore show and worked all the way through to like Friends, Will and Grace. Like he has been across it all. And just listening to him talk about how sitcoms work, like even if you're not as like crazy interested in that stuff like I am, Mm. it's just fascinating to hear him talk about what TV was like back then and how it's changed and how it works. Like it's a really good episode. Uh Um, and then, oh, maintenance phase this year has been amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, this is actually happening is a great podcast on Wondery where I might've talked about this earlier this year, but it's basically where one person just talks mm-hmm. about a crazy thing that happened to them. Yep. Like I got shot in the head and lived mm-hmm. or like, um, I found out my husband was cheating on me with my best friend. Like, it's a whole range of things. Yeah. And they go for about 40 minutes and it's just one person saying, like, a crazy thing that's happened to them. Yeah. It's so, it's really compelling. It's kind of like, you guys know I love the show I Survived, mm. where it's just a person on against a black back, black backdrop, mm. say that 10 times fast, Um telling a crazy story about something that's happened to them. It's like the podcast version of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. It's very compelling. You get sucked right in. Yes, you do. (laughs) You're experiencing it. It's so well produced because, like, obviously these people, not everyone is a natural storyteller. So Mm. obviously these people have been asked questions and they've answered them and then they've cut the questions out and kind of clipped it together in a really great way, but it's just so well done. It is. Yeah, agreed. Not so. Um, Do you have a standout episode you'd recommend? Oh, I'm trying to think now because I was just recommending the show as a, like on the whole, but um, what was yours? One of my favourites was um, episode 257, What If You Didn't Know Who To Believe, uh, which was about someone who was raised as a Jehovah's Witness. Uh, oh, yeah. Left. Mm-hmm. Um, and just how confronting it was to make such a huge change in her life relatively late in life mm. um, and what it did to her dynamics with her family. That was just incredible as someone who, for all intents and purposes, escaped a cult. Yep. Yeah, basically. Mm. Oh, yeah, here's a good one. Episode 97, What If You Were a White Supremacist? <gasps> and it's, have you listened, listened to, that to that one? one. No, I haven't it's, gone that um, There's so many. Yeah, episode 97, and it's with a guy who was raised that way mm-hmm. and 
was that way as an adult and then um, realising, coming to realise how wrong that was and transitioning out of that and now, like, how the life he lives now mm. um, in sort of, like, education and advo- advocacy about, like, yeah. teaching people how to get out of, like, what essentially has also been, like, a... Brainwashing. A form yeah. of brainwashing, yeah. Mm. It's, it's such a good one. Yeah. They just do such good stuff, yeah. yeah. Gosh, it's a good show. They nail it. Um, um, so those are mine. I Most are mine. Question. Yeah. Did you listen to our um, episode about the Ongala, Australia's Titanic? Have you no. had a chance to listen to that one yet? I haven't. Okay, everyone. I'm not, I'm not a shit. <laughs> no, I didn't bother. I, like I said last time I was away, I, I don't listen while I'm away mm. because I'm a control freak and I, Jacob and I know that if I was listening, I'd be like sending notes and having ideas and I needed to switch off out of mm. work. So I was just like, I, I'm not going to listen. I trust you and Lindsay to be brilliant, which you were. So mm. no, I haven't yet caught up on every episode. I uh-huh. have I have started, but uh-huh. I haven't listened to that one. Cool. Well, when you get to it, you'll see that um, the host, the guest host we had on there was Carlo Ricci, fantastic stand-up Oh, comedian. he's great. He yeah. is obsessed with the Titanic almost as much as you are. And he almost? Did, almost, <laughs> yeah. Um, did maybe, you tell him that I am oh, more? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Were you about I to say maybe clear. more? Very maybe Well, maybe you're yet equally. to do a podcast series dedicated to the Titanic, which is something he did. He is that the one about um, it not really sinking? Did Titanic that, sink, yes. Yes. Yeah. See, but I... <laughs> yes, it did. It did. I'm sorry, but it did. I know people write to me about this conspiracy theory all the time, and I'm like, way ahead of you. It did, but okay, I'll I'll list. Does he think it did or didn't? Well, I won't tell you because that would spoil the ending. His um, show. Yes. So what's it called? Sorry, it's called Did Titanic Sink, and he does it with a friend yes. of his from New Zealand, and um, yeah, Carlo just walks this friend through the conspiracy theory that the Titanic had been switched with switched. the Olympic, which all I'd ever As heard about that was when yeah. you like just dedicated a few sentences to it in your mm. episode on just the gist of the Titanic. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'd never thought about it outside of that. Uh, and Actually, then- people should go listen to this because a lot of people since the Titanic episode have messaged me and mm. said, can you do a whole episode on that conspiracy theory yeah. about it not really being the Titanic sinking? And I've mm. always just been like, eh. So everyone go listen to go that. Go listen to that. Yep. It's really, really well made and it's only cool. like six, seven episodes that are relatively yeah. short and super enjoyable. And Carlo does such a good job of taking you on a ride. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah, you really do sort of come along the journey and mm. I was a believer. That I, Actually, I still am. Yeah. Oh, no, no, mm. we've mm. got to talk. Yeah. <laughs> we've got to talk. Um, look, I under, I know all the things people say. Okay, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll talk we'll about talk. this, all we'll right? Talk. It's not the time nor the place, oh. <laughs> but I've got some thoughts <laughs> that he's pulled you into that little... Conspiracy corner. I've got some thoughts, Jacob. Oh, uh, you might have to unread pill me. Uh, uh, um, yeah. What are your other ones? Oh, um, earlier in the year, just purely for entertainment, our friend Emily recommended that I listen to a show called Dead Eyes, which is about a guy who had almost actually he had been cast in um, Tom Cruise's Band Tom of Hanks Brothers. Is. Oh, yes, Tom, Tom Hanks's, Hanks's <laughs> um, TV miniseries. I think it was called Band of Brothers. He had the job and he went to start filming and then he met with Tom Hanks for the first time in person and Mm. then got a phone call telling him that he'd been fired because Tom Hanks had told him or told the casting agent, we can't use that guy, he's got dead eyes. What? What? 
Um, he then went on to become a relatively successful actor who then left the business for a while and worked in a bookstore but then got back to being a stand-up comic and then got back into acting. And he has been quite successful over the years as sort of a small part character actor. Yeah. Um, but it had just never left him the fact that Tom Hanks had shook his hand, looked him in the face and after a two-minute interaction said, fire him, <laughs> he's got dead eyes. I Okay, I'm going to like go listen to this immediately because yeah. that's hilarious. And there's there's two things I have to say about that. First mm. of all, can you imagine the man who is universally considered like the nicest, yes. most emotionally um, evolved man on the planet mm. to tell you you look like you're dead? Yeah. But second, how very dare the starring person in the Polar Express, <laughs> which is widely known for being so dead-eyed that it kicked off the whole concept of... Um, the Uncanny Valley. Uh, the Uncanny Valley. Yeah. Literally, that is the movie known for dead eyes. How dare he <laughs> accuse anyone else of having that? Yeah. Wow. Oh, my God, that's so weird and, and funny. So he... has, has Tom Hanks heard about it and or responded? Yes, and that only <laughs> happened this year. So the podcast had been going on for a couple of years and he was interviewing people who were in Band of Brothers and people who had also been fired from Band of Brothers and the casting director and so many people who were involved trying gradually to get closer and closer to Tom Hanks. And the whole way, he's very clear, this is not about slamming Tom Hanks at all. This is not about getting revenge whatsoever. Yeah. I'm just taking you on this journey. It's um, just funny. It is, yes. It's a it's weird, funny quirky. thing. And then he got um, Colin Hanks on. Tom's son. Oh, his son. I love yeah. his son, Colin. Yeah. yeah. And that was a fantastic episode. And I thought, okay, we've reached the peak now because there's no yeah. way he's going to actually get Tom. And then sure enough, in 2022, <gasps> he got Tom. He got Tom. So we wrapped it up there. I can't even. I've got to go listen end. to this right now. It's really, really good. Dead eyes. Dead eyes. It's just great entertainment. Along the way. It is a little bit repetitive. So yeah. it's a bit of a struggle sometimes if you're sort of listening to three or four episodes in a row. You're like, already heard all this, already heard all this. Yeah. Because it was, you know, intended to be something that um, kept you engaged week after week. So it's a, it's not the best for a binge. So maybe um, just listen to the first one and then go listen to and Colin out. and then go listen to Tom. Yeah, they would be the standouts right? for sure. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Oh, my God, I'm going to do that immediately. Yeah. Um, and then the life-changing podcast episode for me this year really was um, on... Osher Ginsberg's Better Than Yesterday, mm -hmm. um, which is a very po popular podcast here in Australia. A lot of you have probably heard of it, and he frequently has guests on. Like and me. Yes. I've done it twice. You sure have. I have. You're going to say mine, right? You were the gateway drug for me to get into the podcast, so you're responsible yeah. for me listening to Better Than Yesterday, which I have it's been for a few years. It's but very good. This year he had Todd Sampson on, who's from a TV show called The Gruen Transfer, I believe. Mm -hmm. I'm not super familiar with his work. And his main message was switch off all notifications on your phone. Unless it's like the critical. That's why I can ones. never get in touch with you anymore. <laughs> um, just it's, it is life changing. And he says just do it for a week as an experiment mm. and see how much control, how much more control you have over your time and your focus. And it's such a wise piece of advice and I've found mm. it so helpful for me, particularly in the last few months where, like, you know, I've really had to sort of protect my focus yeah. um, for large chunks of time um, doing, you know, multiple stories yeah. in a week. Um, so, yeah, I've 
I would really recommend going and listening to that and then taking mm. Todd's advice on board. I still have um, notifications on for iMessage, but for every other app on my phone, mm. I've turned them off. So then I can choose at which points during the day I go and check my email or check Messenger or check all the other different apps and can sort of do it in batches instead of just, you know, because I was really, I'd wired myself to respond instantly to everything as it came yeah. through. And it's just so damaging to your focus when you're constantly gear switching again it and again is. and again. Um, and it's interesting. Um, I mean, I have, you know, I'll go and listen to the episode. They probably talk about this, but um, particularly in feminist culture, mm. the way things are shifting from that constant grind and that constant hashtag girl boss, mm. like the reason people got angry at Kim Kardashian for saying get off your ass and work and whatever mm. is because things have been shifting into, no, actually... I'm going to take care of myself Mm. and lean in is stupid. We want to lean out. Mm. And I've been reading so much this year about um, people doing things like their email. They have an automatic email response that says, um, I check my emails on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays between 3 and 5 p.m. Mm. So, like, if it's uh, it's urgent, get in touch with X, Y, Z, but that is when I'll be looking Mm. And you can expect a response when I look. Yep. Like people are really um, wanting to adjust um, that kind of uh, grind culture where you have to be on call yep. all day, every day. Yeah. It's changing. Yeah. They say yeah. it's because Gen Z. Thank you, Zoomers. It's yes. those Gen Zers. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, that's um, fascinating. I know that I've, um, since I, like, got a bit of a profile, like, back in the bachelor days, Mm. um, I have always got notifications off for social apps. So like Mm. I don't get notifications for Instagram or Facebook or anything because Mm. I was getting too many Mm. then and it was annoying, (laughs) probably not anymore. Um, So that really helped. But I still have like the regular, like email message, Mm. iMessage, all of I still have all of them on. Yeah. And I found that a lot of the ones that were really distracting to me were group chats I was part of. Mm, Yeah. Um, And so when you've got like seven people who are contributing, then you're getting notification after notification. And when you're trying to focus and then, you know, because, you know, everything about your phone, coming back to what you said before about um, TikTok being designed by poker machine Mm -hmm. designers, like you get that dopamine hit when you get a message and then when you respond to it. And then, of course, that just breeds further responses to come through. Um, and, it keeps and you, you didn't on edge. choose that. It it's was chosen you for you. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's just been so impactful for me in terms of being able to take back ownership of my time and of my focus. So awesome. I highly recommend that episode as a catalyst for you to enter the new year with a new approach. So Osher Ginsberg's um, Better, Better Than, than yesterday, yesterday with Todd with Sampson. Todd Sampson. Yeah. Very good. Yes. Reco. Um, and then we had this, oh, fave books, which I don't read physical books. I just do audio books. Do you? I don't. Always. Um, yeah. Except <laughs> earlier this year I made the mistake of doing three stories back to back that I could only research using books books. Oh, because, yeah, sometimes books. you can't find them. Yeah. And at first I was like, oh, good, good. This will teach me how to read again. I found it so difficult. It's so hard. I'm so reliant on listening to audio books now. It is. So, I can't. Yeah. I. I, I write books. <laughs> I'm writing two right now mm. and I've written two and I can't, like, I can't read a whole page. Yeah. But, but, and I think I've said this to you before, I read um, 
this research came out recently because a lot of people have been really worried about the fact that they've transitioned to audiobooks mm. um, and how that's affecting the way they can take in information or whatever. And apparently listening to an audiobook is exactly the same, like, intellectually and the stuff it pings off in your brain and the way you retain. It's the same as reading a book. So we're not breaking ourselves. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think it enhances like, it, especially if the author is reading it. Yeah. Um, and if that author happens to be Dolly Parton or Mariah Carey, then, um, <laughs> yeah. ultra, ultra amplifies the experience. So, it's amazing. Yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah. No regrets. Um, well, yeah, so on that, <coughs> God, we've been talking a while. We'll, we'll get through these quickly. This year, my favourite audiobooks were Anna by Amy O'Dell, the mm. um, biography of Anna Wintour. Oh, yes, that was good. Amy O'Dell used to work at Vogue and now she's just like a freelance journalist or whatever. Mm. It was very, just really juicy, mm-hmm. really, really juicy. Um, also, Confidence Man by Maggie Haberman is um, about Donald Trump. And I've avoided Uh all of those books about, because there's so many books about him that are like, this is the definitive book that will make you see how awful he is. And it's like, Mm. well, we know. But she has been the New York Times reporter devoted to reporting on him for years. Like Mm. she used to write about him back when he was still just like, you know, the guy on The Apprentice and whatever. Uh So she's known him a long time Mm. and um, he... He can't help himself. He agrees to interviews with her because narcissists always want to win you over. Yeah. And so even though she's reported quite negatively about him, um, he invites her to Mar-a-Lago all the time for interviews because he thinks this is the interview I'll get her. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. she's like, no, I'm just getting more material. Yeah. So <laughs> it's um it's really good. It just goes through, you know, his life mm. um, uh, from, you know, when he was young up until, you know, now. And it's... Mm. um. Excellent. Ooh. Excellent audiobook. Confidence Man by Maggie Haberman. Um, and just then, quietly sidebar. Have you guys yeah. seen the Donald Trump trading cards he's just released as NFTs, digital um, no. trading cards? No. So he released yeah. his own. Yeah. $99 a pop. Of himself? Yeah. For a one card for or one for card. the deck? No, no. <gasps> for one card, $99 each US. Why am I shocked? And it's him as an astronaut, him as a Superman him as a cowboy and like Stop all of them it. ripped like Sylvester like Stallone Lenta in his prime. Yes. That everyone was obsessed yes. with last week. Exactly. <laughs> where they just put you into different things. Uh, oh, yes. I did that like 50 times. I'll put some up on Instagram. I've to not show seen you. yours. I didn't put them up because I felt lame. <laughs> but I was at Rhiannon's house yeah. uh, when it was like all happening and we just. Because it's so funny. We flipped out. We did yeah. my mum. We did Muhammad. We did me. We did her. We did Caleb. The ones of Caleb. Oh, my God. <laughs> Caleb as an astronaut. You can't, I can't. And the shameful thing of this is we had to pay for them. You pay $3 every time you do it. And yeah. we did it like 10 times. Oh, what a, what a scam. <laughs> I feel like Trump just saw that app yeah. blow up mm-hmm. and like had an idea. Yeah. I'd look good as an astronaut. Yeah. Why would I just put this up on Twitter for free when I could sell them off? Yeah. Raise some cash. You've got to see them. They're just hysterical. I must. I haven't even seen that going around. Oh, Oh, my God. I'm excited. It'll come across your desk. Don't you worry. God, he's ridiculous. What a ridiculous human being. Indeed. Mm. Um, Yeah, but that book really 
gives you a great sense of what made him such a ridiculous human being. Mm-hmm. It really does. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, I read, after listening to that Conan O'Brien episode I mentioned, mm-hmm. I downloaded um, James Burroughs' audiobook called Directed by mm-hmm. James Burroughs. And he just goes through his career from when he started on the Mary Tyler Moore show right up until, like, details, like, you know, on the set of Friends, on the set of Will and Grace. Like, he's done, I think he did, like, a lot of um, Modern Family. Like, oh, it's so fascinating and juicy just about the TV world. And um, like I said, even if you're not super interested in that specific thing of, like, sitcom making, mm. it's really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Does he yeah. Yes, I will say, though, it's interesting that you just said, I love it when they read it themselves. Mm. He shouldn't have read it. Oh, that's the he's same. A, oh. He's a great author, and it's re- but he's not, good at, um, he's not good at narrating his own yeah. book. Oh, that's a shame. That was the same with The Confidence Game. Yes. Such a oh, good yeah. Book, but the author insisted on reading it herself, and she does Wasn't not good. have that skill set. Yeah. Shame. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Actually, a lot well, of people so get well. in touch with me really pissed off because um, my audiobooks aren't me. Mm. Um, but it was only, be, it was scheduled to be me. But I, you know, writing the two of them was quite an emotional experience. They're memoirs about like my childhood and stuff, which mm. was hard. And I went in and I did one day of recording and I just said, I can't do this. Sorry. Like I just mm. got really emotionally overwhelmed That's by fair. the act of having to read it all out loud. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they got in and like an actor to, I haven't even listened. I don't know what she sounds like. No, nor have I. But oh. people have said I downloaded it and then it wasn't you talking and it's weird. <laughs> Would be weird, I guess. I'll redo them for you if you want. I'm sure I could redo them now. Mm. At the time it was just very freshly off the back of publishing them and it was probably a bit soon. That's like. Not, yeah. Yeah, it was a lot, but mm. um, and then yeah, what are yours? Uh, look, honestly, I haven't consumed much that wasn't related to research for just the gist this but year. They can still be good, absolutely, and I've recommended them along the way. They often are, by episode, yeah, yeah. Um, but a couple of that haven't directly had anything to do with just the gist were um a recent release called The Theory of Everything Else by Dan Schreiber, mm. um, and you might have heard me speak on just to just previously about a podcast I love called No Such Thing as a Fish, mm-hmm, where the mm-hmm. QI elves, the researchers for the TV show QI, um, bring fascinating facts that they've discovered over the course of their research that week. Um, mm. And Dan's gone on to re- write this book um, that's all about wacko theories that people have about different conspiracies or, um, you know, there's a whole chapter dedicated to Bigfoot that's fascinating and a chapter dedicated to um, Nostradamus and, um, you know, what people believe but then how easy it is to debunk everything to do with Nostradamus. So um, It's just an easy, enjoyable listen. Dan um, narrates it and he narrates it really well. Yeah. Um, So that's just a fun, quirky little ride Um, if you want to take a little peek into various different subcultures and, you know, things that people believe that... I love stuff um, like that. Yeah, they uh, go against your expectations. And I like books that um, are broken up in where the chapters are each, like, something different. Mm. It feels like each chapter's kind of a mini podcast. It's yes. easy to go in and go out. Yeah. Yeah. And each chapter does leave you wanting more. 
So yeah, it's actually great. ended up giving me a bunch of different um, topics JTG that I want to explore ideas. for. Yeah. Yeah. YouTube yeah, just yeah, the yeah. Deceps. Um, and then Mike Schur is the guy who created The Good Place, a Netflix mm-hmm. TV series that you and I both really loved. Lindsay, highly recommend. Pretty sure you haven't seen it. Um, he wrote a book called How to Be Perfect. Um, mm-hmm. which is all about the things that he learned while he was researching The Good Place um, about different <gasps> philosophies around the world and, yeah. um, you know, different um, belief systems about how to be a good person and different debates that have been had throughout time over what a good person actually looks like and yeah. what choices a good person makes. And that might sound very, very dry, but it is written so well and well, yeah, it's he's, easy he's to He's one absorb. of the great comedy yeah. writers. So Yeah, so of yeah. course it's going to be funny. And he uh-huh. brought in a bunch of cast members from The Good Place to read some of the chapters um, oh, cool. and some of the interactive dialogue with him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that is one that I listened to twice this year. I enjoyed it that oh, much. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, it does not take itself seriously at all, but you learn so much about different Eastern and Western philosophical approaches over yeah. the course of like 5,000 years. It's brilliant. I really want to listen to that. Yeah. Because I Five always stars. avoid reading books about stuff like that because they are all so self-important mm. and insufferable. This is and the so opposite. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. He nailed oh. it. He did a really, really great job. Yeah. Good reco. They're my faves. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much all our, like, 2022 wrap-up recos, etc. Mm. Um, And I guess, what should we... I mean, maybe let's end by saying, what are you... What are you hoping for 2023? Is that, yeah, what are you hoping for 2023? What do you, what do you want? Boring stability. That's all I'm asking for. Just boring, (laughs) predictable weeks. No, Mm. not really. Um, My bad. No, no, no. Sorry. Oh, honey, I don't mean just you. (laughs) I'm talking about the fact that over the last three years, we've had pandemics, we've had wars, we've had had attempts at insurrections in the US. There's just been so much going on. So if things could just calm down and we could not have any La Ninas, that'd be great. That'd be so great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's nice. What would I say? You know, I would like to just have a year of of, um, just like... Solid health. Hmm. That'd be nice. Yeah, yeah. Because like we mentioned in the last step, obviously I had like a pretty mentally tough time the last couple of years, but I also had some weird physical things <laughs> pop up that has been really weird. And like we didn't get to it, but all of that was topped off with me having emergency surgery on my butt a few weeks ago, <laughs> which is a story I for another day. In. <laughs> it's a story for another day, guys. But yeah, after everything Ugh. of weird physical things, I ended up having emergency <laughs> my butt. Mm-hmm. Um, and not pleasant, I'll mm. just say. Not pleasant. Um, but yeah, wouldn't it be nice to just like get through a year with like stable mental and physical health? I'm wishing That'd it be for nice. you, babe. Let's manifest it. Yeah. And also um, the tour. I can't wait for when we tour. Mm. Yeah, I think we'll have to rehash the number because not everyone got to see it. Mm. The number isn't dead. The number lives. The number will never die. The number will be back. Um, Lindsay, 2023. Yeah. Um, I am turning 30 next year. That's something to look forward to. <gasps> a bit of a um, milestone in my life. She's mm. growing up. Yeah. 
It's Speaking all going to go of, downhill. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, no, I, I want to bring up how it started going downhill for Lindsay because she started mentioning a little something-something before we were recording, and I said, stop talking right now because I'm going to put you through the um, indignity of asking you about this <laughs> on air. <laughs> Lindsay, tell us. Tell us, darling. What what surprising thing made you realise recently that your body might be ageing a little? I was in the shower one day washing yeah. myself and... <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to the other things that you do in the yeah, shower. Yeah, yeah. thanks for clarifying. I, I was in the shower <laughs> cooking a meal. <laughs> and I was like leathering my chest area. And, uh-huh. <laughs> and I thought that I had an eyelash on my chest. So I was like, oh. <laughs> put it under the stream to kind of wash it away. And it wasn't washing it away. So I like went to like pluck it off. And it was connected to me, uh, this little black hair, uh, long enough to be an eyelash. And I kept it there for a little while and it, 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 it grew. Why um, did you keep it there? Lisa? I just kind of liked it. Like I liked running my hand up and down it. Um, <laughs> did you name <laughs> You are truly one in a million. I didn't yes. name it, no, but I did get quite attached to it. But then one day I had a date. So I thought, <gasps> oh, better be safe. <laughs> So I I plucked it out and then um, he dumped me so then I could start growing it again and it grew back. (laughs) And then I kept it there for a while. Again. Thicker and more luscious than before. When you plucked it out, where where did it go, (laughs) Lindsay? Tell us. I sticky taped it to the page (laughs) of my calendar of the month that I was up to. <laughs> what you did for longevity, and also I just wanted to show people how long it got. Because when when I was like, trying what, to take like visitors to your house, because <laughs> when I would try and take a photo of it on my chest, because I have an Android, you can't see anything. But then if oh, it was so on the, it was like for scale. You yeah, could tell if it was, it was on the sheet of like my calendar crime scenes when they put like a ruler next to a footprint. <laughs> right, you needed people to know the length. Yeah. Because I was very impressed and then that dude dumped me. It started growing back. I kept it growing for a while. And then a few weeks ago or maybe a couple of months ago now, I noticed it wasn't there anymore, so it must have fallen out. I abandoned you. Mm. One more bastard. But maybe maybe (laughs) when I... At least you've got the original. (laughs) As I grow older in my next year, maybe it'll grow back. Maybe. Mm. So that just reminded me of a little story. Um, Yes. So a guy I went to high school with became yeah. a general practitioner. Fancy. And in his first few years of practicing, he was doing a standard breast examination on one of his patients. Uh-huh. And he looked down at her breast and saw what he thought was one of his eyelashes <laughs> on her boob. No, no. And he didn't want her to notice. And so his first attempt at solving this problem was to <laughs> blow <her> away. <laughs> So he blew <laughs> on her boob to get rid of the eyelash twice, didn't move. So then he tried to just no. sort of casually swat it away and make it seem like it was part of the examination. And that's when she looked down and she was just like, oh, don't worry, doll, that's grown out of me. <laughs> oh, no, no. See, even as a GP, men don't understand... Women's bodies, like, <laughs> head, a oh. random one will just grow, like, 
Oh, he oh. learned a lesson that day. <laughs> and it was just so him because he was always such a funny guy, like really, really short, very, very smart, zero common sense. Yeah. Like would just say some <laughs> of the silliest things, no street smarts whatsoever. Oh, um, dear. Just, just pure book smarts. And, um, yeah, when he told <laughs> us that story, we were like, of course you would. Of course oh, you God. would do that. <laughs> and I love that he thought the least noticeable and most subtle thing I can do is bleep. <laughs> Our bodies are decaying and there's nothing we can do. <sighs> and if you work for me and you tell me an embarrassing story about <laughs> yourself, I will make you say it publicly for content. I'll try and grow some more in the new year. <laughs> Please do. And actually, can I, do you, I want to see a photo of the, oh, yeah. my work, am I workplace harassing you right now? <laughs> no, I'm very I proud really of it, as you can tell. Um, I want to see the length. I want to see the, the crime scene photo yeah, you did. Yeah, I'll flick back to it. It's probably September and October, so I've still got okay. the calendar. Can we post well, it on um, socials? Oh, yeah. Hmm? Can we please yeah, post it on Yeah, Rosie, I've told <laughs> Jacob that I my next attempt at finding love is not a dating app but in this, the Just A Gist comment section on Instagram. Yeah. So I think this is really going to, you know, pull some people this, in. Yes, <laughs> this is it. <laughs> this is what, this this is is what the fellas want to do. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, it's you get them on your chin, you get them on your boob nip, you get them just... Random, just and they're always singles, just mm. rogue singles. And the good news is you get more and more every year. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you do. Keeps on giving. It's amazing. <laughs> um, and I guess that's that's us. That's it. That's, that's the our, year. That's our we wrap did it. up. It was um, an absolute hurricane. I was going to say we made it, but I kind of <laughs> not <laughs> by the not, skin of your two. By the skin of my two, <laughs> both of us really. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I came back to do this little fun one. And then um, I'll be back uh, a fish in early Feb. Yeah, you will. Um, so there's amazing episodes that uh, Lindsay and Jacob have prepared for you. Mm-hmm. And they'll be playing um, from now until then. And then JTG proper 2023 mm-hmm. very soon. We're pumped. Uh-huh. Thanks for sticking with us this year. It's been um, an it's interesting been one. Yes. But we truly have cultivated the best JTG yeah. community and the best gistners mm. on purpose yeah. because, you know, we want the best and you guys are the best. True. The best, the kindest, um, the funniest, just yeah. the best. Thank you all so much for sticking with us, particularly over the last few months um, and for all the encouragement that's been coming through. Mm. Um, and it's been great to see how supportive you've all been of the guests as well mm. as of mm-hmm. me and Lindsay. Um, but, yeah, all the guests will do a proper thank you for them all in yeah. the new year. Um, they have all, you know, volunteered their time to come on board yeah. and help us out, um, which, you know, that's also testament to how well-loved you are, Rosie, that yeah. they're willing to set aside that time to help you out as well. It is really lovely. And also, um, on top of that, just Listener as a company has been really brilliant Mm. to, you know, get to a position where our podcast has grown way huger than we ever anticipated Mm. and, um, and it's a big deal for one of the hosts to just not be able to be there for a while. Mm. They just did absolutely anything and everything they could to accommodate um, me 
when I needed time and it was never an issue. It was never a problem. It was just, how can we support you? Let's get it done. And then when it was decided that you and Lindsay would start putting all these apps together, it was like, how can we support Jacob and Lindsay? Like they have just been, if you want an example of a company really sticking by someone when they're having mental health issues, listener, Mm. Chef's Kiss has been amazing. Very true. They really have. Mm Yeah, so yeah. thank you all. Thank you all. Have listeners a are the best listeners. Mm. And next year, a turner will be corn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really let's make that a catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Bye. Turner's corning. Bye. Bye. Listener.